Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the May edition of the Fantasy Book Club. This month we will be discussing Graceling by Kristen Kasher, a young adult book. And personally, I didn't really like it. If I didn't have to finish it because I'm the leader, I probably would have happily abandoned it halfway through. It just seemed like your typical young adult book where there is a prince and a romance and person with, you know, special abilities, although I did think that the Graceling idea was an interesting twist on the special abilities. It just, I don't know, the whole thing was too typical. I kind of like typical. Um, there was something wrong with it, though, and, and it wasn't until about, the book was about halfway through that I really got into it. I don't know if it was the re- way Kristen Allison read it, and I normally like her reading, or whether the writing was choppy somehow, and I tried to follow the sentence structure to see if the sentences were choppy or what it was, but there was something about the book, the early part, that put me on edge. Now, granted, she's kind of an edgy character, and she's kind of, I mean, super difficult in places, and you can understand why she's that way, and that's good character development something, but did anybody else have, feel like they were going over a bumpy road reading the first part of the book? Don't everybody answer at once. Well, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't find anything wrong with it. Maybe it's just me. Um, I just, I don't know. I should have been able to empathize with her character. I just, I don't know. I guess maybe it's what you said, Lana. There was something about the way it was written that sort of, it wasn't, it just wasn't as enthralling as it could have been. That'd be something if we didn't all have to read it. I don't know how we could do that. Be something to bring up at writers' group that that styles do affect how. And part of it might have been maybe her style was she intended to put us on edge, or part of it could be her. It's her first novel. I don't know, but I just wondered if if anybody had that edgy feeling. Yeah, the second half was better than the first half. It seemed like more was going on, and you. I mean, I sort of got attached to the characters as much as I was going to, I guess, at that point. Once she broke with the king, when she wa- that scene in the in the throne room where she walks out, you know, you're not going to send anybody after me. I'll take him too too many of them out, and uh, he didn't. And that I that was a very dramatic scene when she walks out of the throne room. That was pretty pretty astonishing. Yeah, she sort of took control of her life and took everything into her own own hands in a really dramatic way. Um, and do you have any thoughts about the book? I wonder if she got cut off, because I was talking to her right before you came in, but she would have acknowledged your question. Are you there, Anne? Yeah, I guess she must have gotten kicked out for some reason and hasn't been able to come back in. Or she got called away to a phone call or something. Yeah, that could be true, too. So, Marshall, you thought it was a really good book? I don't know if I'd say a really good book. It's an okay book. Uh, I did, I did kind of not like it at first, but I started getting into it and couldn't put it down later. Um, but uh, I'm trying to kind of get away with the more modern books. I'm getting tired of murder and mayhem and sex and all the other stuff that goes on in modern books a certain amount of that can be interesting but after a while it gets boring actually all of that the murder the mayhem the sex you want a certain amount of of uh, violence to 
off stage maybe some of it and that we had quite a bit of that there i love the scene also when she arrives at the castle at um Poe's castle and oh boy i'm here everything's fine and walks in and sees who's there and it, that just totally blew my mind yeah i like the scene where she confronted her father where she came into Poe's castle um and her getting over the mountain um or over the mountains in the winter is just inc- was just really interesting to me because we usually lose a few people here all winter because they go skiing off off in the back country and get buried. Where are you? You uh, no? Didn't you say Utah? Or where are you? Yeah, I'm in Utah. Um, but the ski resorts are right here, and everybody, you know, they think, oh, we've got good back country skills, and they find out that they don't. That happens in here in Colorado a little bit too, and she was carrying again. Sometimes she seemed almost too superior in her physical strength and her endurance and her ability to do without. I realize that's all part of her grace, but sometimes you wondered. Sometimes it was a little bit hard to credit. Also, I I didn't think the world was quite as vivid as it could have been. I mean, it was it was credible. It was believable. I always talk about needing to have my feet on the ground in a story, and I had my feet on the ground, but it wasn't very interesting scenery. Or, you know, I don't mean scenery necessarily in the sense of... of um, trees and flowers and bushes and what kind of furniture they had but there there was a lack of of convincing or a lack of vividness to the setting did of course i'm a setting freak anyway i'm a character freak so i have to like the characters and i did um and i hated the the bad king whose name i can't remember he kind of reminded me of politicians, which is another thing I don't want to get get started talking about right now. Probably a good idea. Yeah, the one that had the grace that sort of made him his nature even more evil than it already was. It was amazing she was able to break with that. And I, I think that should have been, well, it was foreshadowed, I guess, a little bit. But, you know, her, her feeling for someone else was her emotional caring for somebody else being hurt was what made her able to break his grace. But I think we should have seen a little bit, a little bit more of a foreshadowing of that. That, of course, the, her, the girl's mother had been able to break with it when she realized that he was hurting the daughter so that's kind of a foreshadowing but that could have been made a little clearer so that you know it wasn't quite such a surprise to us that she acted the way she was able to kill him as quickly as she was when you're dealing with magic the author can have any kind of rules they want but you have to know the reader has to know what the rules are and then the author has to play by them i guess that's what i'm saying yeah that's true it was all a bit too we didn't really know what was going on. We sort of did, but didn't have quite an idea until it happened. Well, we didn't. We knew what was going on, but we didn't know why it was possible. And why it was possible, I don't mean the grace, why that was possible, but why, if it was so powerful that even someone else could speak the words and, and persuade other people, why it was even possible for her to uh, to uh, throw the or to launch the arrow and kill the king. That was, it was too easy. So, Lana, did you like the characters? 
I didn't like her at first, and but I knew that that her background was why she was as she was, and that was kind of part of the edginess of the book. But as you got into it, and Poe was so perceptive when he said, "I won't fight you when you're angry," and and she had so much to learn about her own emotions because she hadn't been. When you look back at it logically, she didn't really know about warm feelings that much the Helda that sort of took over her and her friends she had friends but she didn't really understand about feelings and I thought she discovered a lot about I don't want to say about compassion because she didn't break the the guy that uh, took the wood or whatever she didn't harm him so she had an instinct to be kind but she didn't really recognize it or something there there was, and her determination to help the princess and bitter blue and to help ho uh that was something that really was a major growth thing in her character and I I like that Yeah that's true Marshall, you say you're a character person. What? What did? How did you? You said you had a little trouble with it at first. What? What did you feel about how her character developed? Well, I just, I guess I didn't like the, the her behavior at at first. You know, to to go around and start knocking everybody out. I guess she could have killed them. That was a redeeming point. Um. But she seemed a little bossy at first, you know, like the job is all there is to do and everything else isn't. And if you wear out your horse, it doesn't matter. And if you get exhausted, it doesn't matter. I guess she seemed a little dominant at first, and then she started backing off that. I think that's kind of what I meant when I talked about her being edgy, and so I think we agree on that, that she was, and she did change, she did soften up. Uh, not that she was any easier on horses, I didn't appreciate that, but uh, she learned to go with the others when she was riding with them as a group, she couldn't just tear off on her own, so she was coming a long way, really. And she ended up having a lot of compassion for the people that she helped. I don't think... If it would have happened in the beginning of the book, I don't know that she would have been at the part where uh, the point where she could have felt as much for them. I think she would have maybe been a bit uh, not completely cavalier, but not quite so warm and open. There's a difference between helping because you know it needs to be done and helping because you really care about the people. And I think when she did not harm the guy that stole the thing and when she did not uh, harm the guy that wouldn't give away his daughters in marriage, that was kind of a duty thing. I don't think she really felt that much for the people. But when it came to to Poe and to Bonnie, uh, no, to B- Bonnie Blue, I'm thinking of um, Terry Brooks, uh, Bitter Blue, and that then in even her responses to people in the castle once they broke the spell, uh, I, that was that was becoming to be feeling not just it needs to be done. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the plot seemed to move at a fairly even pace. A little too even in the beginning. Uh, it took a long time to start having things happen you cared about. Yeah, I guess that's why... It took a while for me to get into the book because it just sort of seemed like there was a lot of going nowhere. So, any other um, last-minute thoughts? Well, if she writes another book and if they put it on Bard, uh, I think it would be... I'd I'd like to see how she develops as an author. Uh, Because 
whoever said there was something wrong with the scene or the scenery was right too. I just it just didn't feel real, quite real to me. If it were on Bard, I would definitely read another one, uh, or at least start it. Uh, I wouldn't buy it on Audible, but I would start it if it came up on Bard. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I haven't quite decided. It would be interesting, though, to see if she gets the setting more complete in the next book. I think she was kind of feeling her way a little bit, maybe. Not quite as certain as she could have been. I hope Amber's way when it comes out is is a little bit has, flows a little more smoothly. We've been, I got the proof copy and we went through it to find out mistakes. So it'll I'll get another proof and then the real thing will come out and I'll see if I can get it on Bookshare, uh, and and hopefully it'll be a little bit smoother than than this one was. I don't know. Your first copy was already smoother than this one was. Thank you. Shall I say what we've said about other? pieces uh, about how her book went, she would never have gotten by with that in our writer's group. Yeah, that's too funny. You have a writer's group? Yes, Julie and I are both members of something called Explorations in Creative Writing. In fact, I think it was first announced on the Bookshare website. And we are, we're not limiting it to blind writers, but we're focusing on the writers who are blind or visually impaired to one degree or another. And we uh, we re- meet every Saturday on, on Team Talk, and we have we, we each, or sometimes we don't, depending on how our life is running, submit stuff. And uh, we have an email list where we submit stuff. And then we comment, and, and we do, I think, I think Julia will agree with me. We get a pretty good balance between criticisms, finding what's wrong with something, and then either making a suggestion or saying why it doesn't work. Just, I hate your story. You know, there's one I don't care for too well, but I try not to say that. I try to say, well, this this didn't work. This part of the scene didn't work because. And I think we're pretty constructive in our criticisms, don't you, Julia? Yeah, um, I agree. I think we probably don't like the same one, but we're not going to go there because that's just not the writer's group. What is said in the writer's group stays in the writer's group. Yeah, I was just wondering because my sister is writing a book for children, a fantasy book for children, no less, and I'm trying to find things that will help her. It's Explorations in Creative Writing, and uh, quite honestly, I don't know the email address because I always just reply <laughs> or send it. Uh, we do have a blog, which none of us attend to, a website which Jackie McBride set up, and, and none of us use it, and she's a little ticked as, at us for not using it. But if I knew what it was, then um, your your sister could look at it and see you know what's on the blog, which isn't a whole lot, and, and you know she's, she'd be welcome to join. I'll pass it along to her. She can probably Google it. I'll forward an email to the fantasy group, you know, some harmless email, and then, um, you know, you do the subscribe thing, and and she can get on the on the group that way, and uh, it's kind of fun because we get to read. We we don't read our stuff on when we're on the phones because that takes too long. You know, we we read it ahead of time, and then we can comment on it, and if somebody can't come, we can comment on the email list. Uh, but we try not to talk about somebody's work if they're not there, you know, on the phone to defend themselves. So we, we try not to, unless we have something, boy, that was a neat piece that so-and-so submitted. We might say that, but we, we don't criticize people if they're not there to defend themselves. Okay, thanks. 
<coughs> does she do her stuff on on computer or how does she do it? Because we we don't have a way to deal with print, you know, handout. I mean, we don't send sheets of paper. She uses a computer. That works then. Okay. Um. I guess we should get back to fantasy group topics. Although this is an interesting development for the writers group. Hopefully. Um. Do we want to start talking about next month's book? Don't have idea one, but I'm open for possibilities. I don't have an idea either. Um, I noticed there's a... I think there's a new Dragons of Pern book coming out shortly, like next month. Sky Dragons. Interesting. Was it written... Somebody put... I guess, of course, her son wrote with her. You know, she. we lost her. Um, we lost Anne McCaffrey. You probably knew that. Um, but uh, her son wrote some of the stuff with her, so I suppose there could be. I don't. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I don't know much about it either. I found his RSS feed, and he passed something along today, or in the past week, about it. When I get your message, I'll send the thing to the fantasy book list because they've got the first pages, 50 pages out in electronic form. Yeah, it might be a while before we get it on Bard. It could come on Bookshare or Audible fairly soon, but we don't want to use Audible for the group because some people don't don't have it and other people don't want to spend their money on a book they may or may not like. So it'll have to show up on Bookshare. or Don't you just love the MP3 files on Bookshare? Don't you just love to read those? I haven't tried them yet, but I'm going to have to. Uh, there's something about electronic generated speech that just puts me to sleep so fast. I mean, less than a paragraph and I'm gone. Well, this one really will put you to sleep because it's much more pleasant than the other ones, but it has the same, oh, very moderate um, emphasis. I mean, it does, you know, have its phrases and so on. It, it does read with, but it, it, it will put you to sleep even more because it's, it is a rather pleasant voice, and um, the only way I can suggest getting around that is just speed her up. You know, if you speed it up a little. In fact, I always have to speed it up a couple of notches just to, uh, as you say, to stay awake during it. Yeah, well, let's get back to book selection. Well, I have three titles in mind. One, my local librarian recommended, and it's on Bookshare. I don't think it's on Bard, but it's called The Rook, and it's by Daniel O'Malley. And it's about somebody who wakes up without her memory, and I guess she has to decide what to do, and I guess she's a, a member of the supernatural secret service, and there's the usual theme of having a power to discover. And That sounds interesting. That may be too much what Marshall's tired of reading, though. I didn't, no, no, Julia, you, you were the one that tired of reading the young adult discover power discover who you are kind of book, so I don't know if that would be what you would... I'm surprised. Okay. I guess that's true. I did say that. I don't know. This one sounds, I don't know, like it has a bit more meat to it than the other one. But there's also um, Furies of Calderon, or I hope I got that pronunciation right, by Jim Butcher. It's on Bard, I think, Bookshare, and I, I'm pretty sure it's on Audible, because Christina recommended it to me, and she's a big Audible fan. And it's about um, this 15-year-old boy who basically can't control these the element, the uh, elements of wind, fire, air, earth, and metal, but I guess other people can, and he has to stop uh, the 
I guess, malevolent forces without any of these elements, assistance. Well, we've read a Jim Butcher before. We read one of the, and granted, this is a very different book, but we read one of the, um, uh, his detective things, his Dresden Files. Um, so, but I don't remember that we've ever read anything by O'Malley, only what, what is the third book you had in mind? Another Christina recommend called Black Sun Rising by C.S. Friedman. I don't know a whole lot about it. She said the bookshare synopsis was, uh, quote, lame, quote. So I I don't know. She said it was good, and she said that there was a character that you couldn't really tell if they were good or evil, and that's always interesting to read about. Is that the, the first one of the Cold Fire? Because those are interesting books, or this world where what you imagine might be real whether you want it to or not and there's a vampire and I agree you don't know whether he's good or evil and he doesn't know whether he's good or evil and it's it's kind of an interesting it's kind of an interesting series it's a little uh, the the book is a little long and a little ponderous and it doesn't come to an end uh, I mean it comes to an end but they're on their way somewhere at the end but if if that's what I'm thinking it is and I don't know if that's the first book in the trilogy it's it's pretty good and it is on Bard I've seen I think Bard has I don't know if it has all three of the Cold Fire books on it or not, but it's not a bad read. But I kind of like that first one you talked about, so I'll go either way. I think I like the first one. Okay, uh, yeah, it is the Cold Fire trilogy. It said that in this little blurb. Okay, so I don't mind going with the Rook, I guess. We can read the other one next month or something. So Let's coordinate our downloads on that. Um, I found that if you, if maybe you two don't care about the MP3 downloads, but if you download it, it's available for a while. Because when I downloaded Restory, which is Anne McCaffrey's first book, which is a fun read, it's more science fiction than fantasy, though. But um, when I wanted it for MP3, and it, so it, was, it was immediately available, and so I was able to download it. So the only, and you know, when you when you get an MP3, they say it'll be available for the next week or until such and such a date or whatever. So I'm thinking if we coordinate our downloads, we could probably all get it without them have, you know, while it's still one person order it and then we all we all get it at the same time. I'm not sure if it really works that way, but when I downloaded. Um, Beacon at Alexandria last night. I mean, I requested it last night, and it was available today, but it wasn't available immediately. So I don't know if, if like, if somebody else wants to order something while it's still available, whether you can or not. I don't know how that works. Ooh, Jillian Bradshaw, goodness. Sorry, that was probably unnecessary. Um, yeah, okay, I guess, um, do we send an email to each other or... or the list or i don't know we, we, don't, we don't even have to do it that way i just thought how did you know it was by jillian bradshaw with with me just mentioning it that fast i've scanned almost every single one of jillian bradshaw's books and i look to see if they're the other ones are on bookshare before i scan them hey i don't think i'm on the fantasy book list you don't get our emails i don't think so i get the ones that come through the um oh access what's access world list the big one but I don't think I get the individual ones I guess I'm going to have to go out and look for the fantasy book list it might be fun we don't have a whole lot of posts to our list but it might be kind of fun yeah we need to figure out a way to I don't know I, I looked at the members directory and there's a whole bunch of people who are supposedly members but they never say anything and I don't know how to get them to sort of interact with us I, I it's very odd can you email marshall directly and then and then he can reply and do the, the subscribe thing um 
I think if Marshall could email me, because I think his his original email is on my other uh, laptop, but my email is just uh, Julia dot Kulak at gmail dot com, and it's just K U L A K after the dot, and then just Julia. Okay, you may be on my recipients list downstairs on my Mac. I'll go look. Um, but I'll find it somehow. I'd rather submit the um, writer stuff on the Fantasy Club than the than the Accessible World. I don't know. It just I don't know. You know they get kind of cranky about off. Or at least I maybe it's one of the other lists that gets cranky about off-topic posts. Some members. I think it's Bard where there's some members that get kind of tetchy about. Uh, off-topic. And, you know, if you label it OT, if somebody doesn't want to read it, you hit the delete key. What's the big deal? You don't want a whole lot of OTs. But if you, and I always, when I do an OT, I always say reply off to me off list. I don't see what the big hang-up is. Well, as one who gets many, what I hate more than OTs are cross-posts. Um, I'm on several Mac lists, and there are people that inevitably post the same message on all of them. They hit reply to all on their email thing, apparently. No, the first post has to be, it has to be entered each separately. You can't reply, reply to all doesn't send it to everybody on the list or send it to people on separate lists. Oh, I thought that was everybody in your address book. No, I think it's only for people that are in the current message. It might go to a mailing list if you got it from a mailing list, but it wouldn't wouldn't go to everybody in your mailing in your address book. Um, sorry to interrupt, but we're kind of getting off topic again. That's okay. I was going to end it there. So we're doing the Rook on from uh, Bookshare for next month. Yeah, I guess I'll have to email um, Anne so she can do the little... Wait a minute. They're not even... Oh, did you guys get that announcement that the accessible... Okay, um, we should, um, I guess, Marsha, can you, um, stop the recording? Were we, we recorded? I, she didn't say anything.